Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 50. I'm Todd, this is AJ, Yo. and we promised you a guest. He's a man, he's a myth, he's a legend. It's Grant. Grant. <laughs> I almost went with Kenny. I didn't know how really good. Who is this guy? We'll let you know in a second, but he's a guy that despises being on this, this video. And that's exactly why we were so excited to bring him on. I was so happy. Because right if now. you remember... He almost arrogantly said, yeah, when you get to episode 50, I'll come on. Because in his mind, he didn't think there was a chance we'd last that <laughs> long. To be honest, far. this was like episode two. And at that point, Eight. you all were kind of like, we don't have viewers. We're going <laughs> to stop the show. So I was like, yeah, I'll do 50. Like, obviously, they're going to quit before then. And then, like, <laughs> to the horror of so later. many, we're, ba- we're still here. <laughs> we're back. So, episode 50, big episode. Oh, so man. And really, wow. the biggest surprise and prize we have for everyone is this guy. So, <laughs> that's, that's all we got for episode 50. We'll introduce this fella here in a second, let him talk, but I've got to do what we call business around here. Business talk. So, what is, <laughs> what is, business, what is talk? business? What is Real Talk? Real Talk web series. What is it? <laughs> Real Talk's an opportunity to talk about God, life, the Bible, and how all those things intersect. And honestly, it's just a safe place to maybe ask questions or topics that you either don't get a chance to ask in church, or maybe you just feel uncomfortable asking. Up above, right? It's above when you're in. Up above, you're going to see a link, www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. Click that link. It's going to say ask. It's going to pull up a website, ask a question, click it. You'll be able to pull up a form fillable box, tippity tap. Type your question in, hit submit, and it goes into a database completely, completely anonymously. Yep. And to the shock of all, last Thursday on our live episode, we just answered our 1,000th question. So insane. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So, surreal. Um, yeah, that's what Real Talk's all about. Here on our web series, web series, if you are on our Facebook page, uh, there are a little shorter, usually 30 to 40 minutes long. We go a little deeper, a little more serious, despite what you have seen so far. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then we go live on Thursdays. Um, man, using the word that you kids like, using shenanigans. There's a lot mm. of things that happen, some fun, many not. But uh, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of fun. We had oh, yeah. over, I haven't checked, but we've had over 1,000 viewers just mm-hmm. from last week. So it's amazing. Thankful to you guys, praise God. Uh, man, what a cool opportunity this has been, man. And it's really Absolutely. reaching people, you know. It's um, We have talked to people from Australia to Louisiana to Kentucky to California to England. Uh, pretty wow. amazing. So if you're in any of those places and it's different than Indiana, actually, just go ahead and post it below. That'd be fun. Yeah, I like that. That's good, man. <laughs> anyway, what do we like to do here? We like to start off our show by letting... Uh, kind of saying how our week's going, but before we do that, we mm-hmm. need to be good hosts. That's true. And we need to let this guy introduce himself. He's never been on a live episode either, right? No, this is the so, first time. Yep. Give your name. You don't need to give your last name unless you'd like. Your name, how long you've went to the remnant, any pertinent information about yourself you'd like to give them. Um, and we'll fill in the rest. I'm Grant. I think I've been going to the remnant for four or five years now. Jeez, they all like melt together. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's been a couple of years. Um, I just help out around the church where I can. He's a grant of all trades. Nice. Well played. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Love Grant. He's pretty much our family. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. legitimately my family. Uh, 
So it's it's pretty cool. Really proud of him. Uh, really really good guy. He is he's he's really a model servant, man. Absolutely, he's a guy that does the stuff a lot of people don't want to do. He may not do it with a smile. But he will do it. <laughs> that's right. So, <laughs> that's a model. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're that. Uh, so we love this guy. Appreciate him being on here, uh, man. He, in all seriousness, he's not the guy that wants to always be the center of attention. So for that's him true. being in here, what a treat for us. Yeah, man. I actually think it's really funny that you're here because when you mentioned fifty, and then we got clo- getting close to fifty, we kept talking like, "Oh, we're gonna have, have Grant on 50. and I was like, "We'll see if he does it." But here you are, so it's awesome. Yeah, and he just kind of slid in here at the end too. He's like, "I can't get away." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of go ahead and go through our normal. We like to let everyone know how our week's going. Yeah. And then we'll dive into some questions. We have six here today. We may not get to all of them, but mm-hmm. we've got them. That's right, man. Yeah, you guys have been stepping up on questions. Thank you. Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how's your week been? My week. Because I actually ask. <laughs> Dang it. Ah, that's another shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so my week has been interesting. Um, so every week it seems like I have, even though in the moments I'm not thinking of it, there seems to be some sort of theme, right? Um, so that's just been an observation I've had, and I, I kind of recognized it this earlier this week. And one thing I've noticed about myself is I've taken a lot of when I was growing up, and I still apply it to who I am now. And I think that's why when you're, you know, when you're growing up and your parents are raising you, it's such a we talk about you know formative years and all these things and how much it really does affect your your adult life, and. <clears throat> You know, my mom, she raised me um, to be just always giving back to others the best you can. You know, constantly thinking of others, serving others, all these things. And, you know, I didn't grow up in a church home, um, never went to church or anything. So when I became a Christian, you know, I remember one of the first things was like, love others. I was like, hey, I can do that. But I just, it's it's interesting because there's still a difference, right? Like, you know, her, my mom's version when I was growing up of loving others and constantly putting others before you is kind of different to what... Christian's view of that is there's a difference and I I guess what I realized excuse me is a lot of the time when I feel like I'm loving people I'm still being selfish in the Mm. idea of that's where I'm getting a lot of my value and if I'm getting a lot of my value in that I'm not really giving people my best me Mm. does that make sense yeah because you're doing it even though it seems selfish you're doing it because it gives you sort of an identity or it gives you exactly. makes you feel valuable to yes. them. Yes. And then it so then if I do something and say it's not like you know, you know, they didn't like it or say, you know, <clears throat> I put so much pressure on myself to not mess up because of these people and then I do and then they get frustrated or whatever it is. If I do that and then that clearly affects my life, that's not me really putting the me- the the best <laughs> the best me out there because I'm still being so reliant on something that isn't that isn't stable. You know, because you can't, again... You can't that, please everyone. Exactly. You can't please everyone, and you can't rely on people, people's, you know, I guess, emotions. You just can't. Like, it's because when you do that, and you put value in that, it's no wonder I have so much anxiety, because that's constantly being changed, mm. you know? So that's kind of some, one, something I've just it's been on my mind this week, and um, so just kind of lingering. Um, I thought about, I know for a long time, you know... I've kind of joked to you and they're like, oh, you know, I think I have ADD and all these things. Like, I've I've actually honestly kind of thought thought about going to the doctors <laughs> and being like, hey, 
like, you know, I, this is kind of how I feel. And like, I just, I have trouble focusing and, you know, I tend to, you know, put a lot of pressure on myself to please others. And like, it, it's really unhealthy because people's minds can change or feelings can change. And I tend to change with that. So I've thought about it. I don't know if I will, but, <laughs> but I guess, <laughs> sure. but, but that's what I've been thinking about. And, um, I don't know, man, that's, that's kind of as far as I've gotten so far. Hmm. So, but I mean, it's still a good thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I think one, you know, I know I have a lot of room f to still grow in when it comes to not putting that on people and still truly finding my foundation in Christ. Because if I was, if, if I was truly, you know, centered and, you know, my foundation was on Christ, I probably wouldn't be feeling this way. Or if I was, it wouldn't be affecting me as much. <laughs> so, uh, so it's still a positive thing, you know, taking the realization and applying it, you know. So not letting that bring me down more, but taking a step forward. So that's how my week's been. All right. Yeah, man. Hmm. I'm just thinking through that. Sure. I think that's, that's really good. There's a book, um, Fun Guy Austin. I told I had him read it too and i've read it and you know people will it's called no more mr nice guy now the guy's not a christian but uh there's there's some principles in it that are really interesting and his whole principle is the idea of being a nice guy is actually terribly selfish like what our view of being a nice guy right because nice guys really they they're the guys that do anything anyone wants right but they do it for that exact reason they're yeah. not actually doing it yes because because what they do is they make a contract, right? So I'm going to do this for you and be unselfish. And even though I'm not going to say it, the expectation is you're going to do that for me. And if you don't, I'm going to be upset. Mm. So it's a little different when you said, but still the same concept. So yeah, it's, definitely it's pretty cool concept. that you, uh, you know, and I think we can all do that at times. So that's interesting mm -hmm. to think about. Grant, so you don't have to go last. How's your week been? Anything going on? Or? Uh, my week's been pretty good so far. Uh, other than... Uh, pain from all of our sports i'm yeah i'm pretty good <laughs> yeah um we play a lot of sports here yes, at the remnant so if you're a sports constant. fan it's a constant <laughs> he said it so sadly <laughs> so constant uh, you know what we should do we should have your all's jerseys that they can buy so the people out there can support our teams that'd be awesome Three, three, and six. <laughs> Let's go. Speaking of three, three, you know my favorite number of all time, tattooed yeah. on my neck, all for you. <laughs> Wasn't there someone who actually thought you did that because of me? Yes. Who was that? Uh, it actually, I think it's been plenty. It's been several people. <laughs> I think it's been my several. Uh, my number in sports typically is thirty three. He has a tattoo of thirty three for a completely different reason, unrelated. <laughs> Um, yep. which is, you want to tell them? Now we have yeah, to. Yeah, I, We've uh, said this in an old episode. I think we have. I have a 33 tattooed behind my ear because I'm a big wrestling fan, uh, WWE, and I went to WrestleMania 33. I've been wanting to go to WrestleMania since I was a kid, and I finally got to, so I got a 33 on me to commemorate. So, Just happened to be my number. So, so crazy, actually. Weird coincidence. Anyway, uh, we do play a lot of sports. Grant played um, at real football this year. Mm -hmm. uh, wants to play in college he doesn't want to share any of his goals or dreams but um, <laughs> so like we're in a flag league right now yes we go right after church well this week's on saturday we play but so, so so for instance this week so people understand so we'll have a flag football game it's pretty pretty like we're it's like the top level in in the place we're at we yeah, probably shouldn't yeah. be in it uh so we play flag on a saturday and then sunday we will play basketball after church for who knows how many hours 
yeah. least two. And I remember there was a time, I'm almost positive there was a time, a season, you might remember this, where we were playing flag, played basketball, and then we played perhaps softball practice on a Monday. Yep, I remember uh, that. Because the league sort of crossed over. Yeah, so anyway, we're sore a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hits, we, we go to the gym too, so yeah. Young and body's feeling good. <laughs> They're feeling great. Yeah. Speaking of fun guy, Austin, you're in the room right now. Yeah. I bet. You know what? I want to check in randomly, see if he sent those gifts out, because I know he has. Hey, man, those gifts been sent out? I don't Did you guys hear something? Nope. Uh-oh. I hear nothing. Nope. So, well, fun guy, Austin, still has a job for now. We'll see. <laughs> Later. All right. That's a great episode. Here we go. We're going to dive in. Also, there were two questions that did not get written down for some reason. How's your week been? Oh. <laughs> he never does this. So. He never does this. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. I feel like I've said this before, but in the interest of being real, I don't even think I've told you. Well, you, you've probably picked up on this. So the weirdest thing has happened, okay? Everyone here knows I'm not... Not everyone. A lot of people know I'm not married. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, this seems to be a big concern for some of the our online fans like yeah um i sure love when they say just get married todd on our live feeds that makes me real happy uh but anyway um so clearly you know i i want to everyone knows that i believe that biblically you yeah. know you don't date and stuff however so put that aside so people don't clearly i know that but it's been interesting man so the last week i don't think we've had an episode yet so my dog Right, I didn't say this. I said it last Thursday, probably. Mm-hmm. So my dog, I've had a dog for, he was 11 years old, and I just put him down. Uh, he had to be put down last Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, I think when, Wednesday. Wednesday night, yeah, or Wednesday afternoon. You guys can attest to this. People aren't believe it. Best dog in the world. Absolutely. Really not. He was a special dog. I yes. got him when he was eight weeks old. I remember carrying him, I'm going to give a little, on my chest. And here's the weird part. I was engaged at the time, right? And... Like, I was with my fiance. I don't know if she's my fiance at the time or my girlfriend, but mm-hmm. like this person. And he lived through all of that. And all of these trials in my life, like when I couldn't walk because of my back, you know, for seven, eight months, he was there. And it's like, in a strange way, I didn't realize, because it's a dog, right? I've been raised, I'm tough, whatever, my family, you move on. And, and like, he died. And I'm like, I was really sad. And then it's like, that's it, right? It's the only effect it has on me. And people keep going, man, you seem off. And I started thinking about it. And I think that he... Not only was he an awesome dog and a mm-hmm. good friend, but I think it just sort of symbolized my old life, man. And I've said this before. I'm very sentimental. It is hard for me. If I have a tendency between living in the future and living in the past, I certainly live in the past. Um, because I'm one of those guys that always goes, man, if I had gone left, if I had gone right instead of left, mm-hmm. if I had stopped, you know, all those things, what could have happened? And um, Man, to just think he is gone, and it's such a surreal thing. Because I know that it's deeper than just my dog, even even though there's a level of that. Yeah. It's something about, like, that's it, right? Like, mm. This life that I had. And I can't, I'm not going to take too much time because I would have to explain this to you guys. But it was a time when, and one of the things we say here at The Remnant, and I fully believe this, our theory of leadership, right? Our philosophy is leadership is weight. You know, the Bible even says it's Jesus. Real leadership is serving people. And that means when you serve people, um, you know, your level of leadership is going to have more weight. That's it. And that's why we need Jesus. If you're not feeling weight, you're probably not a leader. You're a boss. You're just telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. And back then, you know, I don't think, I hadn't fully stepped into leadership, even though I think the Lord given me a gift. And so it was just a more free time. It was a more 
I was more joyful. Someone actually found an old video of me last week, like from literally six, seven years ago. And I was like laughing. Like, you were so fun then. I'm like, and and the difference is I, that guy didn't carry the same weight. Hmm. And even though I wouldn't trade my life and I'm so thankful to be a part of everything I've been a part of, because it's a weight, there's a trade-off. You know, there's a pick sense, your sacrifice, man. right? Yeah. That idea of picking your sacrifice. And part of my sacrifice has been, I think, is is that, is having to step into that and you know i don't know i I just it sort of made me look back and feel uh intern clint man these guys um i don't know just feel kind of weird and then on top of that this is kind of an, an awkward one so a couple of so a girl that i like these people that i have that i knew Multiple people have, are getting engaged, and this goes yeah. back to the marriage thing. And it's not, let me preface, it's not that I'm like, oh, I miss these people from my past. It's not that. But it's this realization that life marches on. That's right. Right? Like, regardless of what you do, life mm -hmm. marches on. And and the way you remember people isn't the way they stay. Does that make sense? Yes. And so, for some reason, there's a, a soberness to that. Like, it's hmm. it's a sobering thing to think. It sort of, I guess, just makes me realize how much time has passed Yes, absolutely. in my life and how fast it's passed. Mm -hmm. And with that, making sure that I am not, if I'm really transparent, making sure that I am not, mm, how do I put this, being frozen in my personal life and justifying it by being on mission for the kingdom. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that I can do that. Because I am very driven. You guys know that. Yep. I think I'm very driven, mission-oriented. I'm always dreaming big. And I think sometimes if I'm real, this is so transparent to the world. I appreciate it. You know, there's a fear in moving forward in your personal life. Like that part, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm able to just charge anything, right? People say you're bold, Todd. You don't care. But when it comes to these certain things, I think I have been. And I've been probably justifying it to myself by being so mission-minded on the you know mm -hmm. kingdom work. Does that make sense? My yeah, no, dude. That makes so, sense to me. so anyway, uh, kind of a weird week, man. Just with with all that, sort of all wrapped together. Yeah. Um, but a good, but not bad. Again, I don't want to seem like right. oh, mopey. It's just more sobering. Mm. It's good so, for it. Yeah, yeah. For it. it just wakes me up and makes me go. <sighs> well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. I'm just kidding. So <laughs> we're gonna dive right in here. This is kind of a cool one, given um, given where we were at. Yeah. Uh, and you've been around too, so this could be. I think I, you can answer this too. Now he has, right? People. Nice. So this is actually fun. A little fun Grant fact. So Grant was definitely a part of. He actually constructed this. Um, it was his idea to construct this. Yeah. This studio the way That's it right. is. What you see back here. That was this guy. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this the other day. Super involved. I don't know. Do you remember the episode that you quit? <laughs> Uh, really it, was, it was a slow yeah. process. So anyway, he, he he had life. He didn't really quit. You know, he had football and all these things. Mm -hmm. But like, he hasn't been as involved in the behind the scenes as he used to be because mm -hmm. he used to do editing, filming, all that. So he's been around too. So I think this question will be cool mm -hmm. for all of us. Out of the thousand questions you have, we're mm -hmm. over a thousand now. What's your favorite? Holy cow! Um, yeah, isn't that a good? That's a good one. That's, a, that's an awesome question. Um, personally, um, because I enjoy watching it. Uh, question eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we bring up infamous question eleven because I love what you got to, what you have to say about it and just oh man I feel like we're like the nineteen eighties Detroit Pistons <laughs> bad boys for life <laughs> like I just love it man like you, you want to tell them what that is paraphrased yeah essentially the question that this person asked was why 
we decided to start a church that uh, when there was already a bunch of churches in the community in that um, we essentially, our name was... Yeah, it was really passive-aggressive, so I can almost say it word for word because oh, you know I know it well. <laughs> yeah. Why do people... That's the irony. Right, I didn't say why do you. Right. Why do people start a church in a community that already has a lot of churches that teach the Bible and then choose a name that implies they're the only true believers in that community? There you go. That's what it was. You see how passive-aggressive that is? So if that's you, person, we answer that every couple months because I'm truly <laughs> hoping that someday, somehow, you'll click on it and hear that. Because <laughs> this is one of them. <laughs> just... What a silly thing. Anyway, yeah, we, we do answer that every couple of things. Yeah. That's my favorite that. because it's just, you know, man, it's it's one of those questions where you don't expect. Well, okay, I shouldn't say don't expect. It was early on. It was dude. so early that you're right. Almost in the first 10 questions almost yep. asked ever yep. of the show. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, you, you've preached about this. You've talked about it on here so many times about, you know, us as the church of the capital C, you know, you know, we need to stop devouring and biting each other. And, you know, and that was just, it's just another example of like, man, like what, like what is church? What is life to people? Is it a competition? Because if it is, it shouldn't be. We're all on the same team, you know, and clearly whoever this person was, you know, they think that for some reason, since we started a church called the remnant that, you know, they're just immediately on the defensive of, you know, they're going to bring people there and they're going to steal them. Yeah. They're going to steal people. And, Mm-hmm. You know, they're claiming they're the only ones who only know the way, all these things. Like, yeah. it's just crazy, man. So. Well, even that question, to me, if I'm honest, the people asking that question answers itself. Why do you start a church community? Because of Is like, that kind of culture, like mm-hmm. partly, like the, the someone would even say that. Mm-hmm. It's yep. so ridiculous. Yeah, right here it is. Yeah, oh, man. Is. You, question 11. <laughs> it was asked if you guys want to know on July 3rd, 2016. Wow. July 3rd, 2016. So that was during one of the sermon ones, wasn't it? When we, yeah, we weren't even doing the show yeah. yet. No. Which is so weird. Yeah, that was way early on. Yeah, because a lot, I guess that's a good point, Grant, in case you've been watching. So this, the idea for Real Talk sprang from really two ideas. One was we did a sermon series here. We still do that. Mm-hmm. Where we let the congregation ask live questions mm-hmm. that they may feel comfortable with. So we do that every, it's really become more 12 weeks now just because we've yeah. been busy. About every 12 weeks we do Somewhere between six to 12 weeks to do that. Yep. Um, but then it also sprang from us just having, like, legitimately, we have these kind of talks when it's just us sitting around. Mm-hmm. And we were like, man, it'd be cool if other people could come into that. But, yep, and here yeah. we are. Yeah, it was early on. Yeah, that's the other thing. It wasn't even going to be on here. So you know they were just saying it just to us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <sighs> so we, I remember this because it was the first time we'd ever put the link out there on the Facebook page for that coming Sunday, you know, in case people wanted to. So we had a database. Anyway. Yep. I actually uh, remember... Being up in the booth because Tim does, uh, Tim like monitors these questions. Yeah. And I remember because there's one at least every real talk that Tim goes, huh, Todd's gonna like this one. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was, one of that was it. <laughs> that was the one. He's like, oh yeah, that's definitely going up. <laughs> so ridiculous. Hmm. Speaking of, what's keeping you from marriage? <laughs> anyway, uh, Grant, do you have any that come to mind, or if that one's the one for you? The only one that came to mind was one that uh, was brought up during a sermon, actually. Huh. Uh, a good friend of mine actually asked it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I actually know who asked this one. Um, it was uh, Todd. 
Why is your dad so cool? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Was he in, was he in the crowd that day or not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did not get answered that day. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um goodness. Beyond some fun ones. Yeah. So I remember a kids one I just came cuz we we have kids questions. One mm-hmm. was why did God make belly buttons? I thought that was funny. That's awesome. Uh, but I'm trying to find a great example of one. But we get the same one a lot, which is part of the reason we do this too. Um, but the gist of it, I'm going to try to find a specific one. Um, there's a long story short, it's people saying things like, You know, why, well, you know, does God still love me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have just, I've messed up. Does God still forgive me? Um, someone told me that God could never forgive this. Those kinds of things. Right. Um, and I just love the opportunity we get to speak into those real things. Absolutely, man. Like, that's what we're driven by. Like, yeah, like, that's why we do this. Like, I remember one actually, This. I'm glad you said that. There was a guy, a person, if this was you, God bless you for your honesty, but who said... I've been struggling with the same sin for 30 years. Do you remember this? And I haven't told anyone I'm scared to. And I I don't want to do this anymore, but part of me wants to. And I, you know, and it was just a really cool moment for us to be able to speak into that. So that was one of like the first like real, like I remember what, cause that's earlier on in the show that we started doing this. And that was one of the first, like, "Mm," like that was a real question, man. Yeah. That I remember because we talked about it. Like that's what this is all about. And like, it's been so cool how that's you know that's still here because of how how you know we knew that person was yeah man and that and that's what if you're a Christian out there that's what a lot of people are dealing with mm-hmm. you know that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. lies we all deal with is feeling like God's love you know that we can lose it really whether even if you know it here that feeling right you mess right. up and you're like I know I'm not worthy of it I've knocked that over some time <laughs> <laughs> okay. How you know having yeah just personally navigated that mm-hmm. God there's just a lot of cool questions. All right, well moving on. Sure. Let's see here. Yeah, you can do that, bad boy. Okay. Next question we have is: Can you explain the White Throne Judgment? So a little context in this. Um, at the end of Revelation, I don't remember exactly where I believe it's Revelation chapter twenty. Talks about at the end times that um, Jesus will be on a great white throne. And there's a judgment. And what is that judgment? Um, there's a couple theories of different judgments. Mm-hmm. Some people think there's up to three. Only uh, in the sense of, I don't want to confuse people, like God judges the unbelievers and then he, he judges the believers who get rewarded, you know, and all this kinds of things. Long story short, the thing you should know most is the white throne judgment is the final judgment. Mm-hmm. It's when Jesus will, um, you know, separate the sheep from the goats, as he calls it, the believers from the non-believers. And those that know him and put their faith in Jesus going to inherit the eternal life in the kingdom of God. And those that don't going to the lake of fire, right? Internal destruction. So mm. um, that's really what it boils down to. And the thing we can take from it that's most important is that Jesus will judge all. Jesus, the king, he, right. he's not the lamb anymore. Mm. He is the king of kings. He will sit in judgment. Um, and he, you know, either either your name will be found in the book of life. And scripture tells us that. The book of life, the only way your name can be written there is if it's paid for through the blood of Jesus and by his sacrifice. Um, And otherwise, that's it. One of the cool things we did talk about that people don't understand without going too much detail is even though all believers are going to go to heaven, 
there is a judgment in the sense that we will have to give an account for the things we do wrong. That's right. Um, we still get to go, right? That's kind of the difference. Picture two two guys standing side by side. They both have to give an account for the bad they've done, but one gets punished for it and one doesn't. Mm -hmm. And the one also gets rewarded for his good deeds. So what's really cool is even though we all go, you know, which is good enough, we all get to, if you put your faith in Jesus, we all inherit the kingdom of God. What's really neat is your actions still matter and that God sees it, mm. you know, and that you'll be rewarded differently. And I think that's cool Absolutely. because it means the things we do matter, mm -hmm. um, you know, crowns and, and storing treasure in heaven. And, you know, it talks about martyrs and what they will get. It's, it's just a cool thing. So, so beautiful. Yeah, that's that. Awesome. You guys have any thoughts about that? No, no man, different. you covered it. All right. <laughs> he goes, hey. I have one here that okay. was actually on the phone. Cool. Whoa. <laughs> some weird Tidely sites. Random. Don't want to click that. Um, sorry, random text. <laughs> uh, this question is, how do you deal with a toxic person in your life? Is it okay to slowly step back without having a conversation with the person? I'm not sure anything I say and how I say it will change the response. I just want it to be done biblically. So essentially it sounds like they're dealing with a very toxic person mm -hmm. and, you know, they've probably tried talking to them. They don't think talking to them is going to do anything at this point. Is it okay to just pull yourself out of that situation slowly? I think so. Um, a lot of this is just situational and then kind of like what you said, like, you know, if you've taken the steps that you know you're supposed to take, I don't see anything wrong with it. You know, but if you're just kind of, you know, if you don't go through that process and if you're asking, what, what do you mean by process, you know, we... I'm talking about, you know, going to this person, you know, if they're still not changing, you know, or they're still hurting you, all these things, you know, and it's it's blatant, you know, taking somebody with you, if it's still not changing, take a group of people with you, if it's still not changing, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with going, you know what, like, you know, I got to, I got to take a step, uh, I got to step away from this, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Hmm. Um, any thoughts on that, Green? Yeah, no, I mean... I think if you're not getting hurt, then, I mean, there's still a call to love them, but, like, at the same sure. time, you got to protect yourself, you know? Like, mm. don't stay in some sort of situation where they're just, you know, being awful to you all the time. Right, that's going to make you stumble. Yeah, like, don't let them be a stumbling block for you, but if... Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would agree. You know, one of the things, too, about Matthew 18 and the process is that's assuming this person's a believer. Yes. Who claims to be a believer. Sometimes, you know, people aren't. And I like the word toxic um, in this case because for someone to say that means that's a pretty strong word. And typically yes. when you use a toxic person, that's a person who is manipulative. Um, you know, if you've met someone like this, you know what that means. Mm -hmm. These are people who... It's, they're never wrong. They never do anything wrong. Everything is your fault. They're constantly manipulating you, constantly using, using guilt tactics. And mm. um, yeah, so uh, I've done this. I think, again, I like what you said situationally. It also depends on the level of relationship. So if right. I, let's say it was a spouse, clearly you're not going to do that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't. Um, yeah. But let's say this is someone in your life that isn't a spouse, you know. And it's someone who is a toxic, maybe it's a coworker, friend, even a relative. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like. I think it's okay to pull yourself out of that. Yes. And loving someone, I love that you said that. 
because I've had to wrestle with this myself. Doesn't mean you have to be in their life. That's mm-hmm. right. Love from um, distance. Yeah, and and you know, it doesn't mean if they called and need something, you wouldn't necessarily completely ignore it. But sometimes, man, you just have to put those boundaries up and pull away from those things. So mm-hmm. I don't think, and I think that's the thing a toxic person will do. They'll try to make you feel like that it's wrong to not be in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. though, and that's Absolutely. that's, that's even in, that's exactly that's even yes. another sign. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's completely okay to back away. Um, that's good, you know. So, all right, cool. Um, well, I think it's is it my turn? Yeah, it's yeah. my turn. Uh, you want to go with that that big one? Or yeah, you sure, go whatever you want, man. Um, I actually like this one. What is <laughs> he doesn't like the big ones? <laughs> <laughs> Too much reading. <laughs> no, uh, what is? What is the difference between light on the first day and the fourth day in Genesis? Uh, okay, so my old beat-up Bible here. Um, so on the first day, as far as mentioning light, this is the creation. God creates everything. Uh, verse 2, Genesis 1, verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the surface of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. He called the darkness night. Evening came... And then morning, the first day. On the fourth day, then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. They will serve as signs for festivals and for days and years. There will be lights in the expanse of the sky to provide light on the earth. So that's talking about clearly stars, mm-hmm. other suns. We know that to be, well, that's what we call it, science. Right. Interesting thing, right? Uh, stars. So we created, so apparently our sun was created first, is what it appeared, and then stars came later. Mm hmm. Um, there will be lights and so it was God made the two great lights the greater lights have dominion over the day and the lesser lights have dominion over the night as well as the stars so what he's doing here it's not that he created another sun he's referencing what happened on the first day mm-hmm. he's essentially saying well remember on the first day God created the sun the day and on this day he created a lesser light we know that to be the moon right is what they're right. describing here that's crazy too um well, that, and God placed him in the expanse of the sky to provide light on the earth to dominate the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Evening came the morning, the fourth day. So it's just echoing that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be my difference. My so thoughts. cool. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Uh, the other, another phone question here. Okay. Also, that random text I just got for everyone from Miami, Florida. How do I know? I looked at area code. I don't know anybody in Miami. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> nice. Cambino, Shout out, Miami. Um, I uh, hope that was appropriate. Um, I have no idea. Exactly. Question is, what's the difference between the words Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost? They seem to be used interchangeably. Any thoughts on that? The difference between Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost? Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a difference. Yeah. Would we all agree on that? I don't want to trick anyone. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't know, just say you don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a difference, but I'm also not 100 percent confident. <laughs> trying to think of the context in which either would be used. Like, I feel like Holy Ghost was more of a uh, um, New Testament, I think New Te- or Old Testament sort of thing, more than it is in New Testament. If that makes sense, mm. like yeah. I feel like it's actually it's actually interesting you said it no because I know exactly what you're talking about it's not necessarily new new and Old Testament difference it is a difference between old and I know exactly what you're mm-hmm. thinking King James version mm-hmm. for instance uses Holy Ghost gotcha Holy Spirit it's usually a translation thing okay uh, so 
Um, which you know, you're right on because I was thinking the same thing, right? Uh, and we typically so yeah, it's a translation thing. Holy Ghost, King James Version, maybe even the New King James. I haven't looked. Um, Holy Spirit is typically how it's, and we in English we translate it spirit because ghost has a whole different yeah. meaning. Yeah. And as I told you guys, funny story when I was a kid, my grandparents, I was not, you grew up at church, but my yeah. grandparents, I still remember they were like practicing for war. I don't know what they were doing. I was real little. And they're like, oh, the Holy Ghost is in here. And I started crying. And I was like, I told my grandma, like, I don't like ghosts. And she's like, it's not that kind. And they had that old picture of Jesus where he's going, like looking at the other side of his eye. And I was like, what? They're like, it's him. I'm like, no. I was just, it's, you know, he loves you. So, I was, so like my concept of God was this terrifying Jesus fellow and the Holy Ghost he sent around. You know? um, so translation thing, and a lot of times denominationally. So mm-hmm. a lot of times um, Southern charismatic churches not uh, or charismatic denominations, not just charismatic, but yeah. um, typically denominationally can use that too, Holy Ghost. So just yeah. a, it's just a translation. That, that actually makes sense too because I read the King James Version. So. Bingo. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't either. Nice. <laughs> we don't know anything about this guy. <laughs> That's all. My mom always would Thank buy me the King James Version because she was like, if you ver- learn how to read this, then everything else will be easy. And I was like, yeah. Okay, well, that's all I, I got, so I guess so. Huh. Interesting. Oh, let's huh? see. Looks like there's a flag practice tonight. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Again, more sports. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, let's see. He's trying to He's trying to <laughs> It's like two things there. He's like, oh. Uh, fit in that little box. You want me to read it? <laughs> For real? I'm not mocking you. That's a long one. I just happen to have seen it. So I got to do it. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Here we go. The idea of Christian piety, right, is a topic not really discussed directly in Christian church. The idea of being fully devout and holding respectfully everyone. Res- reverence. Well, reverence. I'll take a. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah, it. Yeah. Holding respectful reverence for God. Instead, it appears Christians have taken, in, taken the approach of fitting God into their lives around God. Do you think our lack of devotion and rev- reverence. Ugh, and then it says in parentheses, piety <laughs> toward God is a key we're missing toward a fulfilled life. Mind if I see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so just the idea of Christian piety, um, which is, and he, this person defines piety as the idea of being fully devout and holding respectful reverence like that is God. Yeah. And I want to, I know who I am in relation to God. And I like, this is a powerful statement. It said, in, um, it's not directly spoken of often in modern Christian church, and it is, instead it appears Christians have taken the approach of fitting God into their lives uh, instead of the approach of fitting God um, into their lives instead of around God. I need to check the original question because I feel like that was not... So that could be part of it. God into their lives rather than uh, trying to... like. Yeah. Wrap their lives around God. Yes, that's it. Hmm. Yeah. Got into there. Interesting. I'm going to keep looking because I have to know. This is, you can tell, we are ready to roll. Uh, the approach of fitting God into their lives instead of molding their lives around God. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fairly big thing not to have in there. So that's a powerful <laughs> sentence. Instead, it appears Christians have taken the approach of fitting God into their lives instead of molding their lives around God. I like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think our lack of devotion and reverence piety towards God is is a key we are missing to having a fulfilled life? 
It's a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, let's simplify it. What this person's saying is, do you think we're missing something by not realizing that this is a holy God we serve oh, and allowing... And, yes. and they, okay, even just take that sense. If you don't want to mess around with the word piety, okay, right. that messes with you. How about this idea? The idea that Christians just try to fit God. Oh, he's just God. I'm going to put him in my life instead of fitting their life around him. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that a lot. I think that's a really simple thing that first came to mind was just reading the Bible. Like mm -hmm. a lot, I've heard a lot of people instead of going, uh, you know, I'm going to sit down and make time to read the Bible. A lot of people in their minds go, oh, well, if God wants me to read the Bible, then he'll like open up the time for me to do that. That's like we're, we're waiting for uh, God to come to us and say, hey, can I, can I come into your circle there mm -hmm. instead of us saying, hey, God, like we need you here, you know? Well, even deep, that's so good. And even deeper, like with that thought is even the idea of doing that's implying like, hey, if he wants it, he comes to me. Yeah. I don't go to him. Mm -hmm. and it makes it, and honestly, man, that's pretty, that's pretty true. You know, so even the idea of, um, well, this made me think of, so, you know, uh, older generations are certain, uh, more traditional churches, maybe mm -hmm. whatever you want to call, maybe that they have a certain dress code, right? Like you mm -hmm. don't wear this, this, and this, the church. Um, in fact, my mom, Okay, so I take my mom. My mom down south. I'm from Kentucky originally. Whether they go to church or not, there's a reverence for God in the sense of like she, she, they won't wear pants to church. Like if you're a woman, you yeah, will wear gotcha. a dress. Why gotcha. do they do that? There is a reverence there, and that's interesting. Even for not great, like you go to God, you give Him your best. And even though I think the flip side of that, it started out good. Like hey, you don't have to be cleaned up and perfect to come yeah. to God. The heart behind wanting to. Give him oh, yeah. honor in Big some difference. way. It's still pretty cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. Um, this kind of goes that along even with taking your hat off. Remember we had someone say, if yeah. I don't take my hat off when you pray, are you going to hell? Like, no, you're not going to hell. But for a person, you know, for us, a lot of times if we take our hat off for the president or for right. the national anthem, yep. why would we not take it that off? That makes for? sense. So um, gotcha. do I think that's the key to missing something? I, I definitely think not building our lives around God is a key to – hindering us from having a fulfilled life. Mm. Because if church is just another thing, or God, okay, we say church, worshiping God, God, what he tells us to do, is just another box that we have, right? Then he's always going to be a priority, but not the priority. Mm. So like I'll have, a lot of people say, this is interesting about Christians, I've noticed. A lot of times they'll say family, work, uh, God. Sure. And anything that God tells them to do that trumps family. Right. And what I mean by that typically is like, it's always stuff that's going to church, reading yeah. scripture, having accountability. You know, I'm not going to hurt my family as though God, anything God says in here is wanting you to hurt your family. We have this idea that we have to choose between serving God, mm -hmm. for instance, or having, being a good husband or wife or whatever, sure. even that idea, instead of understanding that being a devout Christian and truly following Jesus is going to make you a good husband, father, all those things. Does that make sense? I think that it made me think of the um, parable of the building, the guy building his house on the sand or the rock. It's like, so good, man. We sometimes build our house on sand, but still expect it to be as hard as a rock. Ooh, that's truth, man. Because, you know, because we pack it down first. So we're like, oh, it's good now. You know, it's nice and packed in there. That's so good, man. That's deep. Nice.
place. I'm just trying to think. I think the idea in general, there's definitely a lack of reverence for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I didn't think of that till you said it, because one of the big things you we hear in church all the time when you talk to people about, hey, you know, have you been in the Word? Oh, I don't like to read. Mm-hmm. Like, even that idea, no offense, like, oh, I don't like to read, so I don't. Yeah. Like, how dare I do, you know, how dare God ask me to do something I don't want to do? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's that's a lack of reverence, man. Yes, that, that puts a lot more and better perspective yeah. for me. That makes so much sense. And that idea is actually, if you really think about God standing here and he's like, hey, you know, I want you to spend time with me, read my word, talk to me. And you're like, I don't like to read. Sorry. You got another thing for me? What's I need I need this in a different way. Yeah, right. And what's crazy is, I mean, no offense to anyone out there that says right. that, but I mean, let yourself think about that. Sure. And then, um, that can change. Wow. Yeah. So this is just a great example I wouldn't mm. have thought of, I think, if you hadn't said that. Mm. So yeah, I absolutely think in relation to that question that it's it hinders us to have a filled life because we're trying to juggle another mm-hmm. ball instead mm-hmm. of understanding that you know everything else we do should filter through mm. our identity as a Christian and as Whew. knowing that God tells us to do that. It's a great question. I mean, that what God tells us to do is for our good. Mm-hmm. What He tells us not to do is for our good. Yes. Yep. Something about our modern church man is actually kind of scary, even as I'm sitting thinking because. Sometimes even when you preach, you're trying to say, how can I make this, you know, the the trap for a lot of preachers, pastors, whatever, is they can sometimes probably go, how can I make this more palatable? How can I make this taste less bitter to the person? Right? Because you guys know this. How many times have been like, you, why are you offended me, Todd? And I'm like, it's literally in the Bible. Like, they'll get <laughs> mad at me. And I'm like, it act, I didn't make that up. Right. You know, because why? It says something they don't want to hear. It's good. It was a good, it was a good, today. It was a good talk, a that good was, day. Man, wow. Yeah. Especially that last one, man. Grant, that was awesome, by the way. <laughs> that was beautiful, dude, for real. I think it's even more beautiful. <laughs> um, where are we at, Clint? He's telling us to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Clint, if you ever get serious like that again, I'll never wrap it up. I'll he's, go for hours. He's been doing that for the past, like, a Special minutes. 50th episode. If we want to go a little long, we can go a little long. All right? <laughs> I think the hard drive is like running out of space and he's panicking. Hey, that's really hard drive running out of space and he's telling me that. What's what's intern Clint's job around here? (laughs) Hey, in all seriousness, guys, I do thank you so much. 50 episodes in. Man, I pray and hope that we get the honor and privilege of doing 50 more. It'd be cool to do a 100th episode. You have any thoughts on the way out? Just thank you guys so much for sticking around for 50 episodes. It truly means the world to me. Um, you guys have changed my life by allowing me to do this show, so thank you so much. Grant, any thoughts, closing thoughts? Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, um, Yeah, that's all I got. It's cool being here. Yeah, man. Thank you, Grant, for everything you've done and investing. And Man, you were just a huge part of, of this. So. Don't think we forgot. That's right, man. Grant, we much appreciate it. Yeah, you were one of the first. You're the one of the founders. You know, helping us get this off the ground. Absolutely. So thank you so much, man. I love you and proud of you. And we thank you guys truly. Without you, none of this would be possible. Uh, we hope you tune in this Thursday at 9 p.m. Yes, for sir. Real Talk Live. The link above is still active. So go ahead and shoot us some questions so we're ready to go. Could also be topical. Remember that. Maybe you see something in the news you want us to discuss it. Boom. That's entirely possible. Otherwise, join us live on Facebook 9 p.m. We'll have a good time. Hey, uh, like if you it. haven't liked it, do us a favor and like and share this video um, and let people know why you like it. Also, um, if you haven't liked our Facebook page, go do that too. We hope you guys have a great day and truly God bless you.